Hello, everyone. My name is Matthew DeMello. I am senior editor here at Emerge, and welcome to the AI and Business Podcast. Today's guest on the program is Ryan Raskop, Senior Business Development Manager at Insight, a leading IT solutions provider specializing in streamlining enterprise data infrastructure. On today's show, Ryan discusses what sets centers of excellence for artificial intelligence apart as an organization-wide approach to adopting AI. Throughout our conversation, Ryan spells out what organizations should pursue centers of excellence, what signals can tell business leaders that a center of excellence is the ultimate remedy for reconciling data with their business goals, and how approaching the scaling of infrastructure for these ends should look from the offset. Without further ado, here's our conversation. Ryan, thank you so much for being with us on the program this week. Yeah, Matt, thank you so much for having me, and uh, hello to all the listeners out there. Absolutely. And speaking of those listeners, I think they may hear about centers of excellence when it comes to AI from a lot of legacy institutions, a lot of larger organizations. This got popularized a lot by big tech, especially kind of those institutions. Maybe you see them a lot in, you know, banking or pharmaceuticals where they knew after a while with these technologies percolating in Silicon Valley that they needed to make this transition eventually and they wanted a whole infrastructure with which to do it. Tell us a little bit about how you look at centers of excellence, go into the relevant history there, and what kind of organizations have them as of 2020. Yeah, sure. I appreciate it. So, uh, Matt, you know, at Insight, we're seeing clients that kind of run the gamut in the AI space from AI consumers to those that are trying to build AI practices within their organization. And for those that are going down that pathway or, or tackling the journey of, uh, of building AI practices, you know, there's kind of categories within those businesses that are a little bit different, right? From those that are just realizing that they need to get started in AI, but they don't know how to those that may have potential ideas or use cases that they're going after, but no clear path to execute on them as they may not have the practices or the team set up yet to those that actually have AI practices developed in their organization, but they're still struggling to get consistency and gain value and return on investment on all their AI projects. And then there's the other side of things for those that have these AI practices, they've got some models in production, they're creating a return on investment, um, but they're having some issues with, you know, optimizing their models and, and those practices. And for insight, it's all about meeting the clients where they're at in their journey. You know, it's one of the biggest challenges with data and AI trying to get that organization and, and develop the practice rather than, you know, a wild west mentality around it. AI centers of excellence kind of help set the stages in that journey, right? No matter where the clients are, or the businesses are in those phases, right. but to the last question of who has AI COEs, if it was me talking about this, I would say anyone who has the goal of creating, you know, a robust, standardized and organized AI practice within their businesses as it can be paramount to their success. Many organizations these days are getting started down the path and building these out, but they may not have the organization and the and the business change that requires to to kind of create these practices that are going to breed success. So they could use some guidance from those that are experts in aligning business and, and gathering that value and ROI to help them get there. 
Yeah, it, it, from that insight, what do the early signs look like, maybe from a metric standpoint or even areas of the business that, you know, they're hearing out in the ether, say, you know, banking or or FinServe adjacent sectors when it comes to uh, customer experience. They're hearing out in the media that this is a front door use case for AI. They don't know if that just means, do I just need, you know, a conversational AI project while that's still tied at the core of my business? Or do I need something that looks at the whole of data through my entire organization? What are the phases of, of, of that kind of thinking? Talk to the people who are a little bit in that space. They're, they haven't begun this process yet, but they're wondering what the signs are. Yeah, I mean, definitely the signs for them. Uh, obviously, they're hearing about these use cases out in the ether, and they know that they need to, to get along and get, get involved in this process in order to add value to their organization um, but for them to get started in a lot of cases it's a lack of resources it's a lack of um, organization it's a lack of uh, just a plan around the entire thing and you know we like to help our clients consider some you know, agile pathways that can help within the partnership within these businesses to get them to a point in in their lines of businesses and their leadership their data science teams um, and their IT teams are all bought into the practice right all working together to do this in a standardized way um, to ready them for the initiatives that they're trying to accomplish you know a lot of businesses out there will just kind of take the giant leap they'll find that they may not have the acceleration and excellence that they're actually looking for but we found that with ai you know and working in a center of excellence perspective it helps us to strategize with the clients to identify what they have right understand what they're after what their key business opportunities are and help them kind of further down that path by proving the value to the business, offering to build prototypes with them um, and accelerate development of their practices to develop minimally viable products that can potentially start immediately creating return on investment for them. But with all the other sides of things, right, like managing compliance, data governance, security, and so on to, uh, to offer them continued success as they go down the path. Absolutely. Tell us, we're talking about signals, which mm -hmm. I think is a fundamental thing, a different thing from challenges. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are challenges that that signal, you know, mm -hmm. we need a, a holistic approach, a center of, uh, of excellence. And then there's the challenges that come along the way, especially at the beginning of the AI adoption process. Give folks at home just an impression of, of, of what they're in for is that, you know, first phase of the cycle uh, scales up even across sectors, what are the commonalities? Yeah, I mean, as far as the signals that, you know, we're seeing where an AI COE is uh, definitely suggested, those signals of having disjointed practices within the organization, right? You may have multiple different lines of businesses or data science teams or, you know, whoever within the organization kind of going down that same path. And you're finding that you may be looking at things like uh, data science teams going off and building something on an infrastructure that may not be uh, what the organization has kind of agreed upon to to profit from that and, and go down that pathway. And uh, we call that shadow AI, right? And there's no alignment. We're just kind of going out and building these things, hoping that they create a return on investment, doing what we think is the correct thing with no organizational backing on that side of things. So from a science perspective, obviously you're looking for organizations that have large data science teams, right? Large uh, data engineering teams. And they're trying to crank out those models and create that predictive analytics or artificial intelligence types of use cases um, that are gonna help, you know, 
drive that business forward into the future, right? So you're looking for larger organizations, obviously, right? Um, and smaller ones as well, right? You don't want to start down the path off on the wrong foot. Right. But in a lot of cases, we're seeing those organizations with large teams that may be in a state where they're seeing some of these signals that, hey, we're pretty unorganized here. We're not able to share the value amongst the organization. We're not able to share our data that may benefit other parts of that organization. And we need to keep an eye out for that so that we can kind of rectify those and change our organization to ensure that everybody's on a level playing field, first of all, and that we're able to share the value across the board. So if one team is is creating something that's amazing, other teams can kind of utilize that same infrastructure and practice that we have in place to, to kind of help grow initiatives as well. Right. It sounds like there's kind of two converse forces here sure. and they, they might be really, it might be really hard to tell the forest from the trees, depending on what sector you're on. First problem you're describing is that for a lot of businesses starting on this process, everything is siloed. Yep. And that just might be the name of the game when it comes to financial services, uh, you know, adjacent sectors, uh, insurance, healthcare might have deep, deep silos. And from a data perspective, we know at the end of this process, more often than not, those silos come down as, as data becomes more porous and gets to where it needs to go through these technological capabilities you know the walls between these ends of the business start to come down yep. and I, I think where you're talking about shadow AI the other half of the equation is the forces of that impulse when organizations are starting out to have the data science team try to hit every nail solve every problem without thinking about what's mi mission critical Critical. Yep. What about their work is is defining what's mission critical and how to look at that in a way where data is going to really drive those results. And the, the difference between those is something we talk about so much on this show. But I want to ask specifically with regard to uh, AI infrastructure, how do you tell you already have kind of a data science team operating in what you called shadow AI? And how do you know that they're already trying to hit like every nail and what are the first kind of steps to realigning them from an infrastructure standpoint yeah i mean from an infrastructure standpoint we see this a lot right um i think they are out there trying to hit every nail and, and some of those signals obviously would be large bills that you don't know where they came from right i mean that's that's the biggest thing on an infrastructure side of things for me that i see out here in this field is is literally people spinning up you know infrastructure and and ripping it down when it meets their needs or it doesn't meet their needs anymore and, and kind of going along that line uh, of their own pathway. Whereas we need to, you know, actually think of it from a perspective of everybody working on a project is doing something in a different way, different shape, different form. It's actually costing the business a heck of a lot more money, if I'm being honest, rather than having a standardized platform. But looking at something like a, an infrastructure that's purpose-built around uh, what the organization is trying to achieve um, that allows them to meet some of these needs and evolve as they continue to grow their data and AI practice definitely is something that we want to consider um, as we kind of go down these shadow AI paths, right? You don't want everybody working in their own silos and their own disparate type of organizations in these cases. So it's definitely something we need to look into. And I mean, there's definitely trends in AI infrastructure that are helping to kind of bridge that gap. And I don't want to say band-aid that gap, but no. make it so 
you don't run into those scenarios where we've got multiple different lines of business or multiple different data science teams working in these disparate infrastructures doing their own thing and not creating a financial responsibility within for the organization sure. as well yeah for sure less like band-aids more like wi-fi it's passing yeah, through the walls <laughs> it's it's connecting us it's it's strong connective t- tissue uh this is why this is why daniel at our head of uh head of research hired me i'm good at the metaphors so i'm here i'm here for you and all of your metaphor support from everything you were saying in your last answer about deploying ai infrastructure and having that end goal in mind of how many uh how this is going to act more like Wi-Fi. This isn't a Band-Aid. This is Wi-Fi. This is connecting everybody in the organization uh, across walls, and those walls are going to start to come down. That's something that it sounds like it's important to keep in mind as what the end game is going to look like as the difficult parts of the transition take place from those planning stages. From those planning stages, what else is important to keep in mind about what the end process is going to look like uh, through, especially for those organizations where a large-scale center of excellence is going to be necessary for the transition. Right. I mean, definitely from from that perspective, in in the AI COEs or centers of excellence, what we're really trying to accomplish, right, is, is that organizational change that kind of gets you in that mindset of of standardizing on something, right? Standardizing on practices, processes, people, and all the uh, compliance, data governance practices, ethics, and security all aligned in that organization. So the, the AICOE is kind of solving the business challenges side of things, right? From an infrastructure side of things, you also want to have a platform that allows your teams and your AICOE to continue to grow and evolve. Um, but I think there's a lot of focus on narrowing down on what that purpose-built AI infrastructure is going to be and how it will support the business. And we've got some examples of this with some of our technology partners. For instance, you know, NVIDIA has uh, an H100 stack that's powered by Intel Xeon processors. But rather than constantly ripping and replacing hardware or cloud instances down to meet individual needs and be able to scale as the business changes, that'll also evolve as you grow, right? You don't want to start out somewhere and have to completely rip and replace, upgrade, and go on to the next big thing. Right. If you start somewhere where you have a solidified infrastructure practice, you understand what that is. It offers the best bang for your buck for the organization, whether you're starting down the path or already taking the leap, because again, it offers that standardization. It offers that responsibility. It offers that consistency for the organization to, to continue going down that path. And what I'm really referencing is a true end-to-end AI infrastructure right. that you know allows you to run analytics and training jobs and training at scale and inference all on an optimized platform with each component of that platform being optimized to enable AI across your entire enterprise. So, Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I know this gets described, we've heard it described in a couple of other places as cradle to the grave. And in, in the philosophy kind of being that you are making efforts and you are putting organizational procedures, departments in place that will help as the technology changes to transition with the technology in the, no, in the ways that we know it's going to change. And I think you see this everywhere, especially in the advent of chat GPT and this kind of like Sputnik meets the Ed Sullivan moment uh, that we've had with with AI in the past like six to nine months. Uh, I think people are coming to grips with what kind of transformative technology that this is and that, yes, it will change and it will change often. It will evolve quickly. Things we said we were fairly sure it couldn't do two weeks ago, it might not hold water even two weeks later. 
but as people get into start to see the patterns between uh, how those transitions take place and the way the technology changes i think they'll feel a lot more security about the kind of institutions and procedures they can put in place centers of excellence as an example uh to help really make those transitions especially for large-scale organizations uh ryan thank you so much for being with us on the show this week we really appreciate it yeah thank you so much for having me matt it was a it was a pleasure and i look forward to working with you again And before we wrap up today's show, I just want to highlight something Ryan said with regard to our exchange about data science teams and IT teams often being tasked by default with trying to hit every nail on the head and fix every problem within an organization. And very often, the very first steps to AI adoption and therefore the very first steps to starting an AI center of excellence, if you think that's the, the proper path for your organization, is not only just de-silo all of your departments and get everybody talking to each other through data or at least preparing for that transition, but it's also trying to get your data science team to focus on the business critical issues that are going to tear down those silos. And that sounds very much counter to an approach that includes all of your divisions. It sounds like you should keep those data science teams trying to solve every problem, trying to gain experience through the organization in order to centralize. When very often, and this was the point of that entire exchange and I really want to highlight here, very much the opposite is the case. Definitely take a moment to listen back through for the substance of that if you missed it. I think it's really important to highlight. But on behalf of Daniel and the entire team here at Emerge, thanks so much for joining us today and we'll catch you next time on the AI in Business podcast. Thanks so much. Thanks so much.